With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, final hour of the DP Show this week. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, and we're going to have more on the J.J. Watt story coming up in a second, but... Doug, you and I, our conversation kind of got halted a bit there a few minutes ago. We're talking about the new logo, what the new nickname for uh, the Cleveland Indians is going to be as they sent out a a questionnaire to their fans, kind of what do they want, what are they looking for in a nickname. And, you know, the more I think about it, the Spiders just jumps out at me, right? Kind of like like the the new Seattle hockey team is going to be the Kraken. And when right away you can get into release the Kraken and you can hear the loud rock music and people going crazy at the games and some kind of Kraken uh, mascot you have and some loud music, it just sounds right. 
and, you know, and, I, and the Cleveland Spiders, you know, just seeing some of the designs, the block C made of a big spider, and you mentioned arachnophobia. Like, that's something that just hits me right away. Like, yes, the spiders, something intimidating, something fun, something fun that fans of all ages can have on. And, you know, you can have all these other names you threw out, you know, the Guardians and other names they had out there. But spiders just, like, kind of leaps out at me as being that, that nickname that should wind up going to Cleveland. All right, good enough. Uh, big hairy spiders everywhere. Oh, yeah. and Spiders are, I, I don't mind spiders. They do. They eat other bugs and I like squishing them. So, uh, but when you say spiders jump out at you, that gives people with arachnophobia even more fear. So thank you for <laughs> having people all across the country listening to the Dan Patrick show. Think, think of that. Well, I, I, all I'm doing is talking about a nickname. I'm not, I'm not trying to put everybody under a bed going, I'm not coming out. There's a spider somewhere and you're going to kill it for me. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that guy. Uh, f- fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Although I will say, when I walk do what, like if I walk into a spider web, that's like such a big uh, source of stress for like two or three seconds. Like you, you, like walking in my house once in a while or somewhere you walk in and you just walk into a spider web and if it goes across your face, that like next two seconds when you go, pff, 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 like you're just thinking there's some huge spider about to sink its fangs into you. It's, it's a, you know it's a black widow or it's some kind of it's the fallow web spider or something that's gonna say you know, I gotta get rid of it the spider. Okay, it's not on me. All right, we're cool. All right, we're cool. We're cool. Yeah, just a spider web. I'm I'm good. I'm good. But that two uh, or three seconds, a lot of stress. Let's get to the story of the day. JJ Watt gets released from the Houston Texans. He puts out a video like, hey, look, I want to get out ahead of it. Like, yeah, JJ, sorry. Twitter beat you to it. Like, <laughs> the poor guy. It's like, look, I, I don't want to, I don't want to write something. I don't want to do, I'm just going to put in a message to me right away. Like I'll break the story. Like, yeah, sorry. Kind of, kind of beat you to it. What was, what was your immediate reaction? Uh, I wasn't surprised because it felt like the, the Texans were, were going this way. I mean, look, they've been cleaning house for a while now. And, and clearly, J.J. Watt's not the player he was, so this is not a, a, a surprising thing for me. But just the fact that now you have a team that has gotten rid of, since Jack Easterby got hired all right, in April of 2019, they have gotten rid of their GM, their head coach, not that Bill O'Brien was great, but still, you're talking about get rid of a head coach, your GM. They traded DeAndre Hopkins. They got rid of their head of PR. Their team president resigned. And now here goes team captain J.J. Watt. All right, so it, it's a clear house cleaning that we're doing when you didn't really need to house clean. You were a pretty good football team. You had a lot of talent there. And I, I see players like J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson, forget about the how happy they are. Are they going to listen to me when I, when I say things? When you're a player like J.J. Watt and you're Deshaun Watson, right? when you look at the Houston Texans, can you sit here and say, yeah, we're going to win sometime in the next four or five years? You can't. And when J.J. Watt said he asked for his release, I get it. I get why Deshaun Watson wants out because it's not always just about listening to me and having sway over who the offensive coordinator is or who the head coach is going to be. It's, is this team going to win? I mean, are you just going to go and get your brains beat in for the next three or four years? Because No, they but, have, but they, you, they, just, you just told me before, you just told me before that, uh, that this is a league where you can go from four, you know, four and 12 to being in the playoffs. Now, why is that impossible for the Houston Texans? Because the Texans have no draft picks to be able to rebuild their roster with. It's not true. They don't have no draft picks. They don't have a first-round draft pick. What do you mean? Like, they don't have those draft are, picks. Those are franchise players you're, you're supposed to get in the first round. Okay, I mean, but that's, they, not, that's not no draft picks. Okay? They don't have, well, no first-round well, draft picks. Yeah, first-round right? draft picks is where you is hit JJ on guys worth that are million, Is J.J. Watt worth $17.5 million? No, no, he's not. He's a cap say, casualty. He, that's it. He's a cap casualty. I get it. 
I, I get it, but when you don't have when you don't have those picks to say, okay, in the first round we can draft a game changer at some position, and you don't have any money to spend. I mean, you don't have money to spend. Well, to, how to do you think you get money to spend, Jason? You get money to spend by getting rid of guys that are overpaid. <laughs> That's what you do. You keep Laramie Tunsil because he's your starting left tackle. Yeah, you keep Deshaun Watson because he's your starting quarterback, and then you rebuild the rest of the franchise around those signature pieces. Like, they, you're right. Their defense wasn't any good. So you know what you do? You don't stick with the same guys and go like, well, we'll be better next year, guys. That's not the way it works. You get rid of your overpaid pieces, and, and you move on. And, like, look, this is actually where, where Casario has been great, is finding guys at value around the league. That's what they did in New England. They didn't draft great with the first-round draft picks. Second-round picks and third-round picks, that's where the real value is when you're rebuilding a team. How many of those... Can you, can you accrue? And, and, and look, they can't go back and fix how much they paid for Laramie Tunsil in terms of draft picks, which, by the way, it's not a crazy ask. Starting left tackle, two first-round draft picks and a contract. Like, you know, that's, that's what Khalil Mack is a signature player on the defense for the Bears. It's the, it's the same price. It, it just is. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, the Dolphins benefit from the fact that the Texans are bad, but that wasn't kind of part of the plan. It was supposed to be a mid-20s pick. It ends up being a top-five pick. D- Dems, Dems to breaks. But I don't think anybody would say that's a bad deal. And the DeAndre Hopkins deal where you got, you know, I, David Johnson went healthy, but he's never healthy. Okay, a second-round pick doesn't feel like it's enough. But the fact is, do you think Bill O'Brien would have dealt him if he, if for a second round pick, if he could have gotten a first round pick for him, the answer is probably not. And why is DeAndre Hopkins? Why was he not worth more? Because of the, the amount of money that he's going to want to make. So it all comes back to money. You're not wrong in that they weren't a good football team. But I mean, how do you? You have to go about rebuilding it. And by rebuilding it, you got to sell off or trade off or get rid of all the pieces that are overpriced and then start over. And that's what they're doing. True, but when look, and it's it's not just the first round pick. They don't have a first or a second this year, so there's another value, another starter you're supposed to get. You're not going to get. I, I don't see the arrow going up for the Texans. All right, they they hired a head coach that was really on nobody's radar, uh, and and okay, and, and and you know, Cully may be may be a good head coach, but boy, you really, you, I think this really tells you where the job was at in the league that he's the person who got hired, and even though it's one job of only thirty two in the world, they couldn't get anybody with a with a better pedigree and a better resume to go take it. I I don't know that the Texans are set up for success. You 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 have a new regime in that is you know just slash and cut every. Everything. All right, you need to cut some things, but does this give you confidence that the Texans are going to be on the way up? You're also in a division where you are already and are going to be the worst team for a long time. All right, the Colts are a terrific team. They're going to add a quarterback this offseason, and suddenly, hey, they're going to be a Super Bowl favorite, right? We know how good the, the Titans are. Right? They figured things out. Derrick Henry's a superstar. Ryan Tannehill is the poster boy for being a reclamation project. And here come the Jaguars. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. They're going to have a lot of money to go get players around him. You're looking at just getting drubbed in your division. How many games? Can you can you plan on winning? You know, in, in the so next you've already so you've already put Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars ahead of the Texans, not knowing who plays for either team. Think think about that. Sure, they made the playoffs the previous couple years. They're not that far off. They're not that terrible. They they got off to a terrible start because they played a murderer's row schedule, and then things went to hell in a handbasket. Okay, but you know, I mean the the idea that there's some awful franchise like. They honestly, the four years previous to when Deshaun Watson arrived, 
are very similar record-wise. They're actually better than when Deshaun Watson's been there. And they're one and two in the playoffs. And by the way, like if I were to ask you who's been a better franchise over the past three years, who's, a, who's better, the Bears or the Colts, what would your answer be? Who's been a better franchise? Yeah, the, who's better? Who's better, Colts Up, better, up until Bears. this year, it was last the Bears. Three years. Up well, until three. this year, it was the Bears. But now it's, it's about the future. And now the Colts are the better franchise. Why? How do you know that? Why? Because the Colts are a really good team. They're a playoff team already. And they are solid every. They have a great defense. They have a really good offensive Last line. Last three years, they have the exact same record. Okay. And, and, they, and, and, and the Bears are a double-doink field goal away from having the same exact record in the playoffs. Okay, but Last right now, right now, no if I said to you, if right no now if I said to you, you have to bet on one team to make the Super Bowl, and it's the Colts or the Bears, who are you betting on? You have to bet on one team um, to make the Super Bowl right now. Because three years, I, I get what you're saying the last three years, but that I has would, no I bearing would, on what's I like how year. the Colts are built better. I like how mm-hmm. the Colts are built better, but we're, we're, like, it's like you're like, well, they're going to get a quarterback. Okay, well, who's the quarterback? Tell me who the quarterback is. That kind of makes a difference. I, they had a Hall of Famer, granted, well past his prime. They had a Hall of Famer at quarterback, and they, they couldn't win, right? They couldn't win the playoffs. So with, with, with what we all think is a great roster, okay? So tell me who the quarterback is. Who's the quarterback? Because the quarterback's quarterback Carson be, Wentz. Quarterback quarterback's Carson Wentz. Who? It could, it could be Carson. Carson Wentz would be an upgrade over Phillip Rivers. Okay, even so, though Carson Wentz hasn't played well. Rivers couldn't throw the football near the end. I, I mean, I, ag- could, ag- agreed. And agreed, that's a big deal when but, your quarterback Carson can't Wentz, throw. Carson Wentz couldn't be on the field for the Eagles. I think it would be great for either team to get Carson Wentz. It would be a massive upgrade for either. Um, it would be a upgra- massive upgrade for for Chicago and an upgrade. Not, I don't think a massive one because it's a, you're going to have to ease. You got to fix him. It's a, a, there's going to be a process of fixing him. And we don't know if he is in fact fixable. Okay. What are the other options? Realistic options. Realistic options at quarterback. Okay. If you're, if you're going, if you're going through the list, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo is a realistic option because clearly the 49ers want to move on from him. And he has shown in spurts that he can be pretty good, has a strong arm. If you plop him down on a team that's, that's solid around him, he can take him far because he did the same thing with the Niners two years ago and got him to the Super Bowl. So Garoppolo would be a nice fit to throw in there in the middle. And, and, and you, could, you could just kind of hit the ground running with Garoppolo. Um, again, but like you're doing the same thing. Like you're saying – Quarterbacks that their 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 current team doesn't want are going to fix your problems, right? There's a reason those teams don't want those quarterbacks. Is that fair? Like, uh, sure. If, if I think a lot of it has with, to do with scheme. I think a lot of it has to do with scheme and being able to fit in. But I see your point. With with Garoppolo and scheme, he was yeah. handpicked. He was handpicked. The reason they would get rid of Garoppolo is twofold. One, he can't stay healthy. And two, how he performed when they could have won the Super Bowl. That, that's it, right? They didn't believe in him in the NFC Championship game. That's why he only threw the ball eight times. And the reason that you get Carson Wentz, it's, there's no difference in the scheme there, right? It's a very similar scheme. It's dude has completely lost his confidence and completely lost the locker room. The Colts would be eating a ton of dead cap money. It, you know, just so you could, so they could take on Carson Wentz, just so you could get rid of Carson Wentz. That that shows how bad they want him out of the building. So my my point is that 
like again, this is a lot like the JJ Watt thing. Like on paper, you see the name and you're like, oh, why? How could they cut him? Like, well, JJ Watt's 32. He's like, he's on the way over the hill if he's not over the hill yet. And he's making $17.5 million. So the money, he, he was going to go this, this time of year, names don't mean anything to the guys actually in the trenches. And you can't anoint teams. At when you don't know what they're going to do at the quarterback position, which is why the Texans are in a better position than anybody wants to give them credit. Was the previous, were the previous two GMs a mess? Yeah. Bad contracts, trade away stuff. Sure. But at least they have the signature piece to build around. Whereas the Colts and the bears are building everything else without the quarterback position. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports Radio, in for Dan and the Danettes. All right, l- let me hit you with a different angle on the Texans to, to illustrate my point a little bit more here. You, we talked about winning with stars, right? Beginning of the show, you talked about keeping stars. You have a star quarterback, you keep it. It's not like the NBA. You need to keep your stars. When, you, I, see, when I see a team that has stars coming in, I think they're going to play better, right? Because if I can say between the Texans and the Jaguars – I know the Jaguars have a future star, allegedly, coming in. But Trevor Lawrence, uh, look, i got to believe everybody and what they say on, on, on situations about how good he's going to be. So I, I get that. He's coming in. I look at the Texans, who have just said goodbye to star players and not brought in star players. Like the, When they won the AFC South, this is Deshaun Watson, and it's DeAndre Hopkins, and it's Watt in his prime, and it's Jadavian Clowney, and it's Teron Matthew. And all those guys are gone. And some of it's age, but some of it's trades. And the Texans haven't brought in other star players that tells me, hey, we're going to get back to that level that we're at. Yeah, I mean, like, I hear you. I just think that, like, let's not... You and I lived in Connecticut for a long time, right? And I remember buying a house in Connecticut, and it was a white house. And I liked it. I liked that it was like a white... And and everything there is like cedar shingle. Right, that's the the side mm-hmm. in there. Oh yeah, and I remember having a conversation with my wife, and she was just like, "I want to paint the house." You know, like why? Well, in the, every you know seven to eight or nine years in Connecticut, because of the weather, you got to paint the house. And I think the house was like five or six years old, right? And I'm like, "All right, like let's." So you start negotiating, you get it all over the map, and then we had them start to paint the house while we were on vacation. And we came back and the house was like a quarter of it was painted and it was like a gray, beigey, taupey sort of, you know, every house. And I was like, I hate it. Paint it back. I liked, I, I left, it was a white house. I come back and it's like gray, beigey, <laughs> taupey, whatever. And the advice that I got was like, just, they already started. Let them finish. See how you like it at the end. Now, uh, like a week or two weeks and, you know, it rains, they got to stop and whatever. They got to stop for a couple Go by and I'm still mad, I'm mad, I'm mad. And then all of a sudden, like one day I come home from work and I come driving up Bart Drive and I turn and look and it's, it's done. And I was like, it's all trimmed out. You know, the stuff's off the windows. It's perfect. And I was like, you know, I kind of like it. Now, to this day, I still liked the White House better. It wasn't just my house. But the point was that we're judging these houses like we're in March. They're remaking a football team. They brought in a new GM. They brought in a new coach. Do I think the coach is going to be the coach by the time that they're good? No, I don't. I think they brought in a placeholder. 
I think ultimately Josh McCown ends up becoming the coach, right? Like that's what it kind of feels like here is they, they figure out a way so that the next guy in a couple of years is locked and loaded. And maybe that means Deshaun Watson and maybe that doesn't, I, I don't know, but we're judging a house, which only they, they're just now stripping things down. They're just now cleaning it out. They haven't even begun painting it at all. They haven't added a player. They haven't added draft picks. All they're trying to do is get rid of the bad, get rid of the overpriced before they figure it out. And I think making a condemnation over some of their decisions before we see the whole plan, I think would be like me deciding I didn't like the painting of a house when order a quarter of it was done. Well, that's because you had good people that were painting your house. If you had the Texans painting your house, they would have fired all the painters. Hold on, hold on. They would have fired all the painters. Had the Patriots won for the last 15 years? Yeah, up until this who's year. Running yes. the, who's running the Who's running the Who's running the the Houston Texans? Right now, Jack Easterby's running the Texans. That, that's what That's what you think, because that's what you read in the media. And maybe you're right, but they just hired Nick Casario, who is a very well regarded GM. Okay. Right? They tried. They before they hired Bill O'Brien, they tried to hire him. Only Bill Belichick blocked it. Right. So that did happen. This has been the guy that they've wanted. So. If, if the guy who ran the Patriots and they were able to be successful, make chicken, you know what? Like, look, we can defame the Patriots all we want. They had a quarterback who sucked. He can't throw a football anymore. He's done. Okay? They had eight guys opt out on defense. They lost, they, they lost their best wide receiver for half the year. And they still won seven games. Seven games in a competitive division. So if if that guy's... You're, you're acting like they have idiots running the team when... They have new front office guys. Everybody fires the people that were there previously when you bring in new guys. And the guy who's running the team as the general manager is pretty well respected around the league. So I, I disagree with the idea that they got idiots running this place. Would you hire a guy that's never painted a house before to paint your house? If you were told, hey, he's great. He, hey, when he gets a chance to finally paint, he's going to paint the house. It's going to be great. You talk about Easterby? Um, yeah. Are, are you okay, are you okay with guys painting your house that haven't? Done I just it don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Understand the Easter Bay thing. I don't know how much influence he truly has. I, he has been around other football franchises who have made smart decisions. Um, but I don't. I, you're assuming that he's painting the house, right? This is a lot like when you do interview a house painter. Like, are you actually painting it, or are you subbing it out to some guys? Like, well, you know, I show up for the first couple of days. And then I turn it over to my guys. That's what really happens. <laughs> so if he's turning it over to guys that know what they're doing, then yeah, I got no problem with it. Twitter at how about a fresca Doug at Gottlieb show, the Dan Patrick show here on Fox sports radio, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Uh, the football carousel continues coming up next. What is the latest with Russell Wilson in Seattle? Is it really as untenable as it looks? Keep it right here. Fox sports radio. Ever wonder just how far an extra mile really goes? Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out. Start with a network of over 250 authorized dealerships backed by a sales force ready to help you with everything from vehicle customization and certified service to financing solutions tailored specifically to your unique business or personal needs. They offer a variety of powerful and efficient vans that can run on your choice of either gas or diesel, like the durable Mercedes-Benz Sprinter or versatile Mercedes-Benz Metris, each tailored to match your work or play lifestyle. With cutting-edge options like Blind Spot Assist with rear cross traffic alert, active lane keeping assist, plus mobile hotspot Wi-Fi, tracking capabilities, and ingenious MBUX voice command technology for directions, weather forecast, comfort control, and more. So whether you're enjoying life on the trail or working hard on the job, see how far... When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Extra mile can really go by taking the first step into an authorized Mercedes-Benz van dealership for a test drive today. Mercedes-Benz vans. Some equipment described as optional. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow, too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. 
Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go, almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about nine or ten, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan today. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. And uh, the quarterback carousel continues, and this week has been dominated by news involving Russell Wilson, who now apparently is unhappy with the Seattle Seahawks. Came on the Dan Patrick Show earlier this week and said, I don't know if I'm on the trading block. You have to ask them. I'm not really thrilled with all the times I've been getting sacked the past decade or so. And now is the situation so bad that it is untenable between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Joining us now on the hotline, Bob Condotta, who covers the Seahawks and other sports for the Seattle Times. You can follow him on Twitter, at B Condotta. So, uh, Bob, you guys have, like, like topics now for the next, like, four months all set with just Russell Wilson in Seattle. Congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's such a gift to uh, have the offseason start and immediately have a huge controversy <laughs> like this coming, for sure. How is, how is Russell seen inside that locker room? Well, you know what? I haven't been inside the locker room in 18 months now because of the pandemic. So this is a weirder year than ever to try to assess some of that stuff. But, you know, he's the uh, – I don't I don't think there's anything to that, really, that, that's driving anything that's going on right now. I mean, you know, I think he has a great relationship with uh, with D.C. Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett and, and, and the guys like that. I, I think it's a completely different thing than – um, you know, five or you know, eight or nine years ago, when when he walked into the locker room and he was the rookie and he was sort of the new guy who had to had to find his way. I mean, he's the established vet now. He's the he's the he's the he's the leader of everything. And and I don't think there's you know any sort of issue there with with what his relationship is with anybody in the locker room. Okay, so so what is it about? What's it about that 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 he would say I'm tired of being hit? That I I want more say in management. What what what's behind all this? Well, and that's that. I'm sure the uh, there might be some offensive linemen who are who are just thrilled with him now after the comments he made. But I don't think there was anything, you know, prior to that. Um, I think he's, you know, he turns 33 in November. They haven't been past the divisional round since the 2014 season. Um, you know, he had to kind of sit and watch the Super Bowl the other day and, and watch uh, watch a couple quarterbacks who I think he thinks he's he's as good as. Uh, 
you know, play play in the game, and each have been in the Super Bowl a lot more times recently than he has. I think he's just sort of frustrated by all that, and uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, I think he's just speaking out more than he ever has about sort of his frustrations with where that is, and and, and trying to tell the organization they got to get better at trying to put an offensive line around him. Bob, it, it seems like things got really bad really fast, right? Like, Wilson hasn't said anything for a decade, and he does this interview, and now suddenly it's, hey, things seem like they're, they're not going well. Is, is, does this go back far? Is this something that's brand new? What is it? Yeah, no, I, well, I mean, I think, I think, again, you know, they haven't been great in the playoffs for a while now. And, and you know, people keep – talk about what a disaster the team is. I mean, they won 12 games this year. They had one of the best regular seasons in franchise history, but then the playoffs obviously were, were you know, uh, one of the more disappointing games of probably his career and, and, and uh, you know, losing at home to the Rams. And so I think that's really festering that they haven't, that they haven't done well there. Um, and, you know, I think Russell is starting again. He's been in the league nine years now, and I think he's starting to sort of see the um, his prime – you know, he's got a couple years left here of his prime, maybe, to, to really get something done. And I think he wants to, I think he's feeling some urgency there to do that. No doubt his comments were, were uncharacteristic for him. He's always been a guy who's been very careful with his words. And so I certainly think there's, there's probably some people in the organization sort of wondering why is he doing this now. It's not as if the organization doesn't know that they, that they like, you know, hasn't been trying to put together a good offensive line. And, and you know, the organization doesn't want him getting hit all the time either. You know, it's not like anybody's in favor of him getting, hit, uh, getting sacked all the time it's just sort of a matter of how do you go about doing that um and i'm not sure they they necessarily think this helps anything to try to get that done yeah i mean the the, the curious thing is that they pick out you know shane waldron and wasn't he involved in the offensive coordinator search like like we actually did empower you for for this and you were part of the process and we picked a guy that we think can help and now all of a sudden you have these comments. Is that is it accurate that he was part of the he was a substantial part of the process sure, in picking yeah. the new offense coordinator? Yeah, I think yeah, definitely. I think they definitely ran it by him. Um, you know, he had said that after the season that he wanted to be involved in the you know, we, we talked to him, he he did a season ending presser after they had already fired Brian Schottenheimer and and he said then that he wanted to be involved in, in the in the pick of the new offensive coordinator by all accounts he was. Um, and this was, you know, this was something he really wanted. He, he likes the idea of, uh, of bringing a lot of elements of the Los Angeles Rams to Sean McVay offense into what Seattle does. You know, they, they hired not only Shane Waldron, but they also hired another assistant from the Rams who is going to be their run game coordinator. So basically, you know, they brought in two guys who will be two of their top three essentially offensive coaches to, uh, to really try to bring elements of that offense into what they're doing. And so for sure. And, you know, I think I think like the signing of Greg Olson last year was perceived to be something that Russell really wanted. You know, they pursued Antonio Brown, um, which was something I know Russell really wanted. They didn't get Antonio Brown, and, and maybe that's the kind of thing that feeds some of Russell's uh, frustration that some of these things that, that maybe they've tried to do didn't didn't work out. But um, you know, there's been there's been things I think Russell wanted them to do that that I think they have gone after and done. So. Um, you know, I, I think that's that might be why in the organization there might be some head scratching going on here because I, I think they feel like they've, uh, you know, the things Russell's asking them to do, I think they feel like they've been doing. Seahawks insider Bob Condotta with us here on the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in today. All right, so when Aaron Rodgers had to watch Jordan Love get drafted, he said something very prescient where he said, I'd love to finish my career in Green Bay, but I don't think that's possible. Does Russell Wilson 
finish his career in Seattle or whether it's this year or next year he's playing somewhere else? Well, the big difference there is Russell's a lot younger. So saying, I think it's easy to say he's not going to finish his career in Seattle because if he really wants to play 12 or 13 more years, that's an awful long time. And, uh, uh, you know, so it, I don't know how to predict what's going to happen 10 years from now. So um, I, I think it's easy to say that, that, that he might not, not finish out his career here for sure. Uh, you know, he's, he's kind of at a completely different end of the spectrum a little bit than Rogers, who's, who's maybe looking at more of the back end of things. So, um I don't think anything's going to happen immediately at all. I mean, you know, $39 million cap hit for next year if they were to trade him. Uh, and it's the last thing that, we're, that the team wanted to do. I mean, they didn't want to have to be thinking right now about um, – I mean, I don't think they are thinking about trading him, but I don't think they even want to ha- ha- have it be an issue that's, that's being publicly out there. Uh, you know, they, they signed him to a contract uh, two years ago that made him the highest-paid player in the history of the NFL. and. You know, the first year of that contract was this season, and you know, so I think they felt like uh, they sort of had they had Russell, and um, you know, they kind of had Russell's uh, future set up for the next few years. And, and you know, you saw both John Schneider, their GM, and Pete Carroll, the, the head coach, sign new contracts as well. And you know, Pete made a comment about one of the one of the things he liked about um, you know re-upping with Seattle for, for another five years or so is if you had a franchise quarterback in tow and. You know, so that was the plan. So I, you know, I don't think there's any plan at all to 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 want to trade him or anything. Yeah, it's 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 always fascinating, right? Like, you're like, man, why don't we have better pieces around here? Like, you know, we might have better pieces if you weren't making more money than anybody else in the sport. <laughs> like, man, we I want some I want some say in personnel. Like, it does to me. It, it's like it, here's just a guess, Bob, and you would know way better than I would, right? He he watches Antonio Brown in the Super Bowl, and there's only two guys that reached out to Antonio Brown in terms of quarterbacks and threw with him. One was Tom Brady. The other was Russell Wilson. Just a guess. They probably said like, Hey man, we can't take him. Sorry. Like we can't take him. And he, who wouldn't love to have Antonio Brown to throw to now? Would you like to deal with Antonio Brown on a daily basis? The answer for a lot of people is no, but it does strike me as like, but you just got to pick the offense corner. You got a huge contract. We're all set to go. We made the playoffs. What could possibly be bothering you? Oh, you sat with the commissioner and watched Antonio Brown catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I don't think it's that simple. I, um, I mean, I don't, think it, I don't think it's solely about Antonio Brown. And I think they did. I think they did. Um, you know, they, they talked about it publicly that it would be something they would, they would consider pursuing. So, um, you know, Antonio Brown, I think, had other reasons to want to sign with Tampa Bay as well. I mean, he did have the relationship with Brady. He's, he's been living in Florida, so um, you know, suddenly uprooting and having to come to Seattle in the middle of a of a pandemic and all that. Um, you know, there, I think there easily could have been other reasons Antonio Brown picked to pick to go there, but um, certainly, yeah, I, I, I mean, Seattle had a better regular season record this year than Tampa Bay did. It's not like Seattle put a bad team around Russell Wilson. Um, you know, they 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 won the NFC West and and uh, and all that, so. It just obviously didn't didn't end well in the playoffs, and you know everybody over there at, at, at the at the Seahawks organization is gonna, you know, is, is thinking about the ways to try to get that done. And again, they sent a strong statement about the about the offense by firing the offensive coordinator of a team that had an offense that set that scored the most points in franchise history this year, and did so without the the, the team getting either a defensive or a special teams touchdown for the first time in franchise history. I mean, all the points were scored by the offense, and. Uh, um, you know, but that was something they felt they, they needed to try to do to, to, to improve the offense. And, and Russell had a say 
uh, and who the new OC was going to be. So, um, you know, it's not like they, it's not like they weren't already, you know, thinking and, and trying to do things to, to take the offense to an even different level next year. On Twitter, at B. Condotta, that's at B. Condotta, Bob Condotta, Seattle Seahawks insider for the L.A. Times. Bob, thanks a bunch for stopping by with us this morning. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right, great stuff there from Bob Condotta. You know, Doug, you bring up a point about he saw Antonio Brown in the Super Bowl and said, oh, man, we could have had him, we didn't get him, and he's winning the Super Bowl. I see it different from Russell Wilson in that he saw the Super Bowl and says, Okay, what's going on in my life in the last couple of weeks? We've hired an offensive coordinator whose strength is running the football. My head coach has said we want to run the football. In my career, I have seen Peyton Manning leave his longtime team in the Colts, go someplace where they built around him. He got to two Super Bowls and won one. I'm watching Tom Brady leave his longtime team when they stopped building around him and they stopped getting pieces for him. I saw him jump to Tampa. He wins a Super Bowl in the first year. See, I see Russell Wilson as I'm laying the groundwork that if in 2021 things don't go my way and things don't get better and, 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 and this team isn't where we think it's going to be and, and I'm not being used the right way, I'm using the after, after this year to be my escape hatch for next year. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's just signed a contract. He's going nowhere. <laughs> so, and, and, and to anybody who thinks, well, running the football is a bad thing. Like, how do you think Aaron Rodgers reinvigorated his career? How do we think Tom Brady continues to do this? Right? Like the, the whole game plan against Kansas City Chiefs was run the football, get rid of it quickly. I mean, part of the problem with holding on to the football with getting hit in Seattle is he holds on to the football a ton, which we love because every Seattle Seahawks game seems the same, right? Seahawks down late, Russell Wilson running around making a play. And most more times than not, he makes a play. Sometimes he doesn't. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. That's how the games kind of look. But I don't, I, I don't see it as you get a guy who's a young, dynamic offensive coordinator you try and resuscitate your run game in order to, in order to to give you a great pass game. I, I also love that that like I don't trust these GM guys. Like, well, who the hell do you think got you DK Metcalf, where he got it to you in the draft? Like, who do you think drafted you? I, I just it it's like bothersome to me that we do this narrative thing. We're like these guys who study it their entire lives. Like that's what that's what John Snyder like. He's been doing it for a long time, and. The guys he's hit on, like, yeah, do they should they have drafted a first-round draft pick running back? No. But they all make bad picks. Go through any one of these teams. Go through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jason Light's made terrible picks. They all make bad picks. It's a numbers game. And, you know, again, it's the, the diamonds in the rough you can find. And so between, I mean, their three best offensive players were all drafted by the guy who you're saying, hey, I want to say in your job. That's what I want to do. It just sounds to me almost comically dumb. And he's not going, if he, if you don't like the progress of your organization, you know what I would tell people not to do? Don't sign a long-term contract with that organization because you don't actually have a say. You don't. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, now we were trying to get into this last hour, but then J.J. Watt gets released. We spend a lot of time on that. But is Tom Brady about to get a superstar wide receiver for next season in the NFL. That's straight ahead right here, Fox Sports Radio. Any credit card can offer cash back, but only Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like getting one of those birthday cards that's shaped like cash, so you already know there's cash inside before you open it. But in this case, it's stuffed with your first year cash back match, and you don't even have to send a thank you note. Cash back match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. That's discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. 
From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan today. Actually, in for Dan on Monday as well as we are. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Uh, we got some final thoughts on Trevor Lawrence coming up in a couple minutes as he's finished his pro day. But uh, this story, Doug, you know, we were going to get into it last hour, but J.J. Watt getting released, spent a lot of time talking about that. Uh, Jeff Darlington of ESPN had a report yesterday that there is mutual interest between Tom Brady and Odell Beckham potentially uniting in Tampa Bay next year. Uh, what do you think, if I had to say percentage chance that Odell Beckham winds up in Tampa with Brady next year, what would you say? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, I would, in the 25% variety, right? Like, you know, first you have to have Cleveland admitting a mistake and admitting that they're probably better off without him. Uh, you have to ha- figure out some way in which Tampa would be willing to give, you know, to to give them some draft picks in order to to satisfy whatever desire they would have for him. I mean, I, I do. I, I think I think Tom is in the position right now to where he just wants to be everybody's friend. Like, yeah, man, I'd love for you to come, love for it to happen, right? And if he's in the perfect position because if it doesn't happen, it's like. Uh, my bad, man. Like, it's just not my call. Like we just, they, those guys didn't make the move, right? He can just point figures that way. So do I think OBJ wants a piece of that? Yeah. I think lots of guys, cause it, it completely changed the perception of who you are if you're a winner. And I think, you know, smartly Odell Beckham Jr. Would like to be a part of that. The problem with that is the teams that he was on, you know, he had that one giants playoff team, but for the most part, they've been better without him. The Browns have been better since he got hurt. Uh, whether they're actually better or not, it doesn't matter. The wins are better than the losses since he got injured. See, I, I'm going the other way. I think this is more like 85 or 90% because the Browns, they, they can move on from now because they're good. You know, if the Browns were still struggling and trying to figure things out, it's a really tough optic to move on from Odell, and, and then the story becomes, look at everything he gave up for him. You made a mistake. It doesn't matter anymore. The Browns are good. Not that they don't need him, but clearly the offense still functions pretty well. Baker Mayfield doesn't have to worry about getting him involved in the game plan early and forcing throws to him. So it's easier for the Browns to move on. And for Tampa Bay, it's, it's kind of twofold. 
what Tom Brady wants, Tom Brady gets. He wanted Antonio Brown. Bruce Arian says he is not part of this team. There is no way we are going after Antonio Brown. He is not fit anything we're doing. What happened? Antonio Brown moved in with uh, Tom Brady, and he caught a big pass in the Super Bowl for a touchdown. They got Antonio Brown. So if he wants Odell, he's going to get him. And they have two receivers that are going to wind up. They could wind up losing. They could wind up losing Antonio Brown this year in the offseason. They could wind up losing Chris Godwin. And the one thing we see from Brady is that he's staying at a high level and played at a much higher level this year than in, in New England because he had great weapons all around him. He had two really good running backs. He had two good tight ends. He had three or four good, solid to fantastic receivers. So they're going to have to keep that uh, that that flow going in of, hey, we got to keep bringing talent in to keep Brady at the top of his game because we we saw what it was like in New England when they didn't have it for him. We got it here. We got to keep it going. Well, the problem with that is it, 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 it does come down to the money, right? OBJ, it's a $15.7 million cap hit. Okay, how do you navigate that? If you're Tampa, what does it look like? Did he, what, he, what would he leave behind in terms of dead cap money? Uh, it's a 12.79. Like Cleveland's not, they're going to exhort 1279 million in dead cap money so he can go play with Tom Brady. Like the reality of it is I don't think it's, I don't think it's likely. I think the following year it's when the dead cap money goes away, that's when it becomes a lot more possible. Uh, the other part to it is like, was Brady that great? When, when was great Brady that great? After the, buy. Or, after the, okay, buy after the, buy, they played the, the four worst teams. They played the four worst teams. They played the Atlanta twice. They played Carolina I forget who else they played. They played four bad teams. Then they played Washington, who was a bad team, made the playoffs because they were the best of the bad teams in the NFC East. So, and he wasn't very good in that game. They won. They beat Taylor, uh, Taylor Heineke, who's fine, whatever. Okay. Then they, they went and they beat Drew Brees, right? Okay. But I mean, the real, really, the Saints had the lead and then fumbled right around midfield, if, if not for that fumble. And he wasn't great in that game. He threw three picks in the Green Bay game. And. He was fine. He was he was good in the Super Bowl. Like, was he the reason that they won? I guess. You know, the defense was the reason they won. They ran the football. He got it to Gronk. Like, he was fine. Like, let's not act like he set the world on fire because of the weapons that were around him. Like, he didn't really use Godwin that much in the Super Bowl. He didn't really use Mike Evans. Um, he got back to tight ends underneath stuff and occasionally taking a deep shot, which, as you even admitted, like, it's not really his, not really his strength at this point in his career. So... I, I think that, that Tampa, there's something to the sweat equity with Chris Godwin, that he's one of their guys more so than Odell Beckham Jr. And it's like the, the reason that Antonio Brown makes sense, the reason that Rob Gronkowski makes sense is because those guys don't need money anymore. They don't need money. Would you take, would you take Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah, if he wants to come at veterans minimum, absolutely. I don't, have to, I don't have to trade for him. Would you take Odell Beckham Jr. if you have to trade multiple draft picks for him and, you know, and, and, and you know, fig, how are you gonna? How is how's Cleveland gonna? You think Cleveland's gonna just gonna give them away when they have twelve point seven million dollars in dead cap money? No, that doesn't happen. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes. All right, uh, real quick. Yes. Trevor Lawrence finishes pro day, and yes. by all Hair accounts, looks amazing. It, was, it was a big success, right? He threw about between thirty-five and fifty passes, hit on almost every one of them. Do you buy pro days? Like, oh, hey, this guy was great on the pro day. It means a lot. Or you, you know, it's a pro day. The guys throw into air. You're expecting this. Um, I don't really buy them, but I do. What's the, what's the, his name who, uh, from, uh, with the Georgia, Jake from you know, Jake from, okay. Do I, do I buy pro days? No, I mean, it's a scripted thing and there is something to its performance art, but I do think that seeing a guy throw in person 
you know, is very, very telling. Very telling. And Fromm is a perfect example. Last year at the Combine, remember, he threw. And when you watched him against other guys throwing, you're like, oh, he can't ever play in the NFL. He just doesn't have the arm for it, right? Mm-hmm. So to that point, I think it's valuable. But otherwise, not terribly, not really. Where are you on it? See, I think you can only hurt yourself. You know, like Matt Leinart had a really bad pro day, and he went from being the number one pick in the draft to sliding to number 10. You're, you're supposed to do well, and it really only stands out if you're bad. You know, and that's where it's like, boy, you really just hurt yourself because pro day people walk away going, man, you couldn't make those plays. That's a tough deal. Yeah, I, I also maybe that's just who you are, right? Again, like if you don't have the arm, you don't have the arm. There's no hiding it. You can't hide it forever. Eventually, somebody's going to find out. The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb. Hit us up on Twitter at How About a Fresca. Doug is at Gottlieb Show. Uh, we're back again on Monday, filling in for Dan and the Danettes. Doug, I'll see you on Monday, my friend. I will see you, buddy. This is Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us with new segments correspondence and a brand new sound season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with grammy award-winning singer-songwriter natalia laforcade what's giving you hope right now well when i see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.